Hi guys, welcome back to Life's Fertile Questions. It's Alyssa, and today we have a little bit of a a little bit of a change today. I'm going to be interviewing my husband Cody. Hello, this is Cody. <laughs> Were you ever afraid of infertility, like, before we started trying? Like, or did it ever cross your mind that maybe we would struggle to get pregnant, like, before we started trying? Did it cross my mind? Um, no. Uh, honestly, it's not something I really ever thought about. I know that you've um, had worries about it and... You know, you voiced your opinion on it from time to time, but I never actually, you know, thought of it as a possibility. But also as a guy, um, you know, pregnancy and having a kid and all that, that's not that's not anything that I really thought about at all growing up. So. So you never thought like one day I'm going to meet my wife and we're going to have kids and this is how many kids I want to have and this is the life that I'm expecting for myself and then well yeah when I was when I was growing up I'd think yeah I want you know I want to get married and I want to have some kids um how but... many <laughs> was <good. laughs> answer the hard questions it's been so long since we've had this conversation i feel like when you start dating you start that's like one of the first questions you ask how many kids do you want where do you want to live yeah well we started talking about that when we first got together and you were you were saying four still are saying four (laughs) and i was saying more like one or two um (laughs) but again thinking about it any at any point before i met you wasn't you know I didn't think too much on, okay, how many kids do I want to have? I don't know, maybe three, maybe four. I wouldn't do the math on it. But, you know, thinking about it more and more as we started getting to know each other. <laughs> so what made you decide that you were ready to be a dad? Did it Was it like a gradual thing or was it like overnight you woke up and you're like, okay, I'm ready. I can do this. It was overnight. I just woke up one morning. And all of a sudden, I wanted seven kids <laughs> and a life out in the country with the house and a dog. No, I'm just kidding. Um, yeah. Okay. So all of my begging and my nagging finally got through to you, and then you decided, <laughs> okay, fine, I'm ready. Well, no, it's um, that's probably something that you know, as a guy, you think of, you start thinking about more and more as you get older. Not, not even just as a guy, probably just anybody you start thinking about, you know, do I want a family or, you know, what do I really want? How do I, where do I see myself when I'm, you know, a little older? Where do I want to be? What are you most excited for when... About being a parent? Yeah, about being a dad. Oh, man. There's a lot to be excited for. I'm excited to just have, have a little person that I can teach things to and, and just watch them grow up and uh, try to teach them things that I wish that I was taught when I was a kid and, <laughs> and just, you know, watch them, watch them try things, little, little curious monsters. I can't imagine, like, a little mini you running around. Like, you already are such a uh, creator of chaos that, like, <laughs> having a little mini you is just, it's 
Our right. house would definitely be a very loud. I know. <laughs> you have a little instigator running around as you. <laughs> yeah. But it's something fun to think about. I think going through this process of being infertile and like mm-hmm. not getting pregnant, it takes all the fun out of everything. Like you stop oh, yeah. dreaming of the future and you stop like playing around with like what would we name our kids or how would we raise, sorry guys, Frankie is like crawling all over Cody right now and she's been very distracting. She's had a very um, hard day today. I set the fire alarm off in our house and she's never heard, yeah, she's never heard such a loud noise before. So she's very yeah. Clingy right now, poor baby. Okay. But, um, but to to you were what you were saying. Yeah, it's it's kind of puts a damper on things. Um, you know, instead of just being excited and hopeful, it's uh, it makes you feel like you know scared for it not ever happening. And um, you're just you're kind of worrying at the same time if it's even possible or. You know, if we are going to experience, have that life that we want. Um, so it can be a little discouraging sometimes. But in our case, we don't really know anything right now because of, you know, COVID, coronavirus, um, it kind of put a stop to a lot. We had some appointments set up early on in 2020 and had to cancel a lot of that. What's some of like the most stressful things that you've gone through, like through this process? And like, how did you, how did you deal with it? And when we first started to question or have some doubts on, you know, if we were having fertility problems, the first, first couple of months of us actually asking ourselves, are we having issues? Is there, you know, should we go get some, you know, get some tests done or whatever? Question mark. We didn't really know, but we had strong, starting to be kind of convinced, pretty convinced that you know, there were infertility issues between us. And um, we hadn't really talked about any of this kind of stuff. Obviously, we didn't, we didn't know we'd be faced with it. So we'd spent a good two years just talking about, you know, names we wanted to have for our kids. We were talking about how many kids we wanted and how, what kind of parents we were going to be. And we just kind of found, found the fun in that. But then uh, as time went on and we realized that it wasn't happening, then it started to, uh, we started to ask the question of it, are we, are we having infertility issues? And should we even be talking about, you know, this, these kinds of like, should we even be having these kinds of talks about our future with kids if that's not even a possibility? And we didn't know. So there was that, the unknown factor there. So yeah, I'd say the beginning part when we first started to question it was probably the scariest because we went 180 degrees from being excited about the future to being a little uh, discouraged and scared for the future, that it might not be the future that we wanted. Uh, I'd say that was the hardest part in the beginning. Also being thrown into that mix didn't didn't make anything better. It was stressful. Yeah. It was definitely a hard Hard time. couple months. And I've talked about that too when I was talking about it so going off of that 
how was it for you to watch me go through like the struggles and how hard it was for me and how did that make you feel watching me go through that well, it's very hard as your husband i don't like seeing you depressed and down on yourself especially with things that we can't control and as a guy i don't know all that much about this subject so there's also the level of um just ignorance about it i don't really know i don't you know there's there's i feel that there's not much that i can say because i don't know that much about the situation and so i felt like i couldn't be that helpful to you and so it's super hard watching you go through that because it's something we go through together but it i know it hits us on with you know two completely different ways and then for you as a girl it's something that you've been looking forward to your entire life you know this is something you've told me that you think about and it's something that you want since you're a little kid is having a family and having little kids so i can't even imagine how um how differently it hits it hits you and it's not easy it's not easy seeing the sadness that that brings about i think Something that hit me was I was so sucked into it myself and all of my emotions that I wasn't really thinking about you and your emotions and how you were feeling. And I feel like you were trying to be there for me, but I wasn't It just, I was so being so selfish and thinking about just myself and all my emotions that I just never checked in on you and how you were feeling and when you opened up to me a little bit ago about how you were feeling and that it was hard for you too it was like wow I I I can't believe I never even thought about that like (laughs) I can't believe I was so caught up in well you know you're not being selfish I don't see like you're being selfish at all I mean you were you were dealing with how you were feeling and I was there for you, and I don't feel like you weren't there for me. I feel, I don't see it at all like you were being selfish and that I wasn't having my feelings acknowledged. I, I see it more that we were both in an understanding of it was a difficult situation for both of us, and we were both mm-hmm. there for each other. So, I mean, that that's how I feel about it. And, yes, I wouldn't call it being selfish or anything it's not true but it's definitely a lot better now wouldn't you say easier dealing with yeah we've had some time yeah i think that we us change having all those changes and focusing on different things and kind of taking a pause and taking a break was really helpful Mm -hmm. i know that when you're trying to conceive it's really easy for it to just become like a chore do you have any <laughs> advice or any like tips to bring the romance back into trying to conceive instead of being like, okay, we have this many days, we gotta get it done? Or <laughs> um, well, I mean, you can either get extremely involved in it that because you know you're on a you were on a plan when we were really like on the schedule when you had all those apps and the little what's it called the uh the obvious sense the obvious sense and you had everything you had all the math written out 
Um, I think what would have helped me more is if I was kind of on your level, um, which is completely on me, but because if I can prepare for it and be like, okay, this is the game plan. These are the days that we need to get into action. <laughs> your little warriors. <laughs> yeah. Just kind of getting some kind of mindset, make it fun. Because the time, the time frames for that didn't always line up too well. Like either, you know, I'd be tired from work or life takes you out of the mood sometimes when you need to be <laughs> in the mood. So I guess just kind of knowing in advance when and when not you're supposed to um, be doing it might help a little bit. It would have would have helped me out, I think, if I was on your level. <laughs> I mean, I used to write it on the calendar and like yeah. let you know. And then at one point you were kind of like, stop telling me because it's not romantic. You're just, yeah. you only want me because you want a baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess that I, I did. I did think that might help. Just don't even tell me you're on some kind of schedule. Don't even tell me you know we have to do it tomorrow <laughs> at twelve o'clock, or it's not going to happen. Because <laughs> then that puts pressure. Because I think that's the biggest thing is it puts pressure on you. So that's that's why I said if you kind of like know it in your head and like you're on the same schedule, either you're on the same schedule. So that you kind of plan, you kind of you're not surprised, or you know that okay, I need to make sure that you know there's nothing on the books for tomorrow for this time or whatever. You might take the pressure off, or yeah, just have your partner not tell you, or don't pay, don't listen, or don't pay attention, and just keep that, you know, keep that stuff away from you. I think the biggest struggle we had were our opposite schedules, where we were working. Well, that was the entire problem. We yeah. were never, we didn't have any time together. And we also didn't have weekends together. Yeah. We so had one day off together. And we were tired all the time. Yeah, and we didn't want to do anything during that time because we were so tired from work. We dealt with it. I thought we were pretty good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> what was something that surprised – what was the thing that surprised you the most about the trying to conceive? Like, whoa, I didn't know that. Oh, uh, all of it. <laughs> um, no, it's surprising how little. Well, no, I guess it's it's more surprising how how much information there actually is, and how detailed and intricate that world, that whole uh, everything that has to do with conception and all of that stuff is just overwhelming. There's so much information, and uh, yeah, yeah. So I thought I knew a pretty good amount. Uh, you know everything in that subject but i think every everything when when Alyssa started to uh really research when we found when we started noticing that there was problems and we started finding ways to kind of get around the problems you know or to ways to help us out everything she was researching and the whole obvious sense thing and all the data she was collecting all that stuff was like whoa this is it there's a lot there's a lot of information here. there's a lot to it overwhelming yeah so that, that's yeah that's like the question you need to also. eat this you need to take this you yeah. need to do this well a lot of the diet stuff i, I kind of knew a little bit about um but yeah i'm just it's it is surprising how much there is to learn about it 
what's something that you wish that we had tried Hmm. since obviously we're not pregnant (laughs) yeah still no baby coming up on two years in a couple of months have you ever thought about like IVF, IUIs, like the next, like, what do you think Mm -hmm. the next step is for us? Well, I think we should try that, but I I think we need to figure out who, like, I don't want to say where the problem is, but because don't, don't you have, like, if if it's me, then aren't there, doesn't that open up a whole bunch of other things that we can try? And then if it's you, there's other things we can try, but if it's both of us, if we're both infertile, yeah i think we have to run tests just to know what is going on like obviously the first thing that has to be done is like all of my hormone levels need to be checked Mm -hmm. and then um, your sperm has to be checked and Mm -hmm. then going from there so making our doctor's appointment is like next on the list just with the way that our jobs are going to be going it Mm -hmm. looks like Probably not till 2022 will anything really be happening. Yeah. For us, anyways. But yeah, because I'm gonna be gone for a while. Yeah, you'll be gone. And I can I can get myself I can check um go to the doctor when I'm there. Yeah, and I could go to the doctor while you're gone too, and just get it started. But I just mm-hmm. I think for me I'm almost scared to get the answers like I'm almost just scared to just like if if we don't know then you know we have this time where we're like I think it still happened (laughs) (laughs) we still have a hope and I'm just I just don't I'm scared to like lose that hope but also I'm a big believer in the numbers like you were saying like I literally do all the research and Get all the numbers and doesn't and... that give you a little peace of mind Maybe. because let's like let's say we go and we find out that it's me that i'm uh with a low sperm count or whatever how would that make you feel differently well i mean i think pretty much that based off of my history that some of the problem is me anyway okay. well it doesn't, <laughs> like, i'm just giving an if example we, if so we if... were to just say that it was all just you then i would feel horrible Okay, well, well, because I just I would just feel horrible because you know I don't want that to just rest on you like I've been feeling like this whole time that it's all my fault and mm. so like I don't want you to feel like that I don't want you to have to deal with those feelings oh. it's it sucks it sucks to blame everything on yourself and uh, yeah but if we did find out that it's me then what what would we be able to do about it well, it just depends on how bad it is. So, like, you could still do IUI because okay. they, what they do is they, like, wash your sperm. So, when they're doing that, they're they're getting rid of the bad guys and <laughs> leaving you with the good guys kind they, of a thing. They leave the weak ones behind. Yeah, they get rid of them. <laughs> um, the same thing with IVF. The IVF, they pick the best one and then they just, mm. like, literally insert it into the egg. But like if if you if they said like you there's nothing you have nothing you're shooting blanks oh. then like would you consider um, well yeah so what's the next step would you consider a sperm donor or would you want to just do adoption and have the kid not be related to either one of us I'd be okay with adoption if it was me and I like oh. had no eggs and they were like he's super sperm. <laughs> 
man and if you use a donor egg then you can have a kid then I don't know if I would I don't know if I'd be comfortable with that just seeing like having a kid that's not like carrying maybe carrying the baby but not having a kid that has any part of me in it and it's you and some other person Mm -hmm. it's not like you're cheating I just don't know if I could handle it I think I'd rather it not be related to either one of us yeah no I, I can I can see that yeah that would be a little strange but I think all of this stuff is strange anyway yeah that, oh, that's one of the questions that I have is like when do you think will be done when how much longer do you think we'll keep trying before we just accept that we're just going to be a family with dogs <laughs> like, we'll just have a that. grumble of pugs i know they're so cute we need a baby frankie yeah. like i just know that it takes a lot out of me it's like a lot of emotional like what, do you think you'll ever answer? give up like you'll think you'll ever just stop um well, I mean, it, it it depends. I mean, if we do what's called uh, IVF, because mm-hmm. you can you can do that multiple times and have it still fail. Yeah. And I know that's really expensive. Mm-hmm. But I'd be willing to try that a couple times. I think I have like an age in mind. Like I just don't really think. I think once I'm thirty, I'm just gonna accept that it's not happening and just give up. Then would you adopt? Yeah, I think I would look into the adoption process. Because I know I think I would look into the adoption process even before thirty. Well, it's it's hard even thinking about that because it is like part of having a kid is is um you know you want to see a little version of of a mix between you and me running around the house. I know that's that's a big part of it, but uh, we know people that have adopted. My my stepsister's adopted, and I don't. I think once if you adopt, it's all of that in your head about well, it's not really having any, you know, there's no, none of my DNA. You know, I think all that goes out the window once you actually have a kid, um, regardless of if it's adopted or if it's half mine or half yours. Or I know, but you just make such a cute little baby. <laughs> you were guys. He was the cutest little kid i kid you not i watch baby videos of him and i like cry because i'm like oh my gosh he's so cute it's not fair it was pretty cute like do you ever just (laughs) i know i was a cute baby i don't know what happened (laughs) it all went wrong (laughs) you're still a cute baby (laughs) you're just a little bit taller (laughs) just a little bit i stopped growing (laughs) Yeah, I I mean, I think it's honest to say that, yeah, some, like sometimes, but it's like I've told you before, it's one of those things where it's really out of our control. And, you know, it's there. I mean, like we've taken the whole year of a break for the most part, or we haven't really been thinking too much about it, or maybe not a year. But we've taken, since we moved up here, we've taken a little break from obsessing about it. Yeah, and we found that hey, like we have a lot of fun. We go and do a lot of fun. We, every weekend we go and you know go adventuring and go driving somewhere cool. We take the pups with us. I think that you know it's not worth it 
it, it does more harm to you to sit and think about all the things that, that you can't do or and then you start thinking oh how why am i so unfortunate how come we can't do something that seems to be so easy for everybody else but at the end of the day we can't control that and there's a lot of good yeah. that have that's come out of us having all this free time because if we had a kid two years ago when we got married there would have been a lot of stuff that we've gotten to do um, that would have been harder to do a lot harder but not impossible. No, not impossible. People do I know. the stuff that we want to do all the time. I think that's my struggle is that every single thing that we do nowadays, mm-hmm. I'm like, this would be 10 times more fun with a little kid running around going, what's that? What's that? And I just, that's, I think and that's. And fast <laughs> stroller in the car and all the extra Well, we got our big, food. we got our big car. So we prepped. We got our nice big we'll family need, car. We'll need a bigger car. <laughs> there'd be a car seat we couldn't this thing we did this last weekend where we slept in the car we couldn't done that we could not have done that with a little bit yes we could people do it all the time i follow people on instagram who literally do that all the time but it, it would have been different it's possible it, it would have been different, different. it yeah. would have been different mm-hmm. but it would have been possible so i think that's where like if you're down for adoption then i'm down for adoption because yeah I'm, i just like I just feel like kids just make you enjoy your life more. Like they mm-hmm. just like make everything seem just like a, sh- a shade more mm-hmm. of the the rose colored glasses, yeah. or just because they just seem to enjoy life and everything lights up in their eyes and watching mm-hmm. things through their eyes. Like even the dogs, like watching Frankie run around out in the sun and like how much she enjoys being outside <laughs> in the springtime makes me think like, Oh, maybe it's not so bad to be outside. I don't have to be my cave troll in my room in the dark yeah. all the time. Yeah, I know. But also, um, there's still a lot of steps that we have to take before we really even start thinking about that too. I know. And it's going to be really, interesting to go through all of that and and then express all those experiences through the podcast and talk to people mm-hmm. about it yeah who knows where we'll be in five years yeah exactly we, we don't have any well we'll be over 30 <laughs> we're closer to 30 now than we are to 20 getting old which actually that brings me up to your pre-baby bucket list do you remember this do you remember how you used to tell me I want this, yeah, this, sorry, and this, and this before we can have a kid. So how do you feel? I mean, I, excuse me. I don't even remember what was on my bucket list. You wanted to be ripped like Captain America. You wanted to be that. married. You wanted to, yeah, you said you wanted to be in the best shape of your life. Okay. That you wanted to be married. That you wanted to be financially stable. And you wanted a house, I think, even. Yeah. Or even just financially stable. So, like, how do you feel now? I feel like I was seeing the kind of things that most people say when they don't really want to have kids yet or they're not sure if they (laughs) want to have kids. Like, let's throw all these impossible, like, end goal stuff out there as, as like, a a checklist before we have kids. We got one of those (laughs) checked off. We're married. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) I know people say, like, like when you when you when you tell people with kids and you say, well, yeah, I want to I want to be more financially stable or I want this and that before we have kids. Everyone always says, yeah, but you're 
you don't even understand because you're not going to ever be be like where you think you should be when you have kids. Yeah, it's not going to make it's not really going to make a big difference. Yeah, you can't be as prepared as you think you're going to be. I don't think I said I wanted to be ripped like Captain America. I don't think <laughs> I don't think that's a quote. Not a direct quote. No. <laughs> Would you say that? Like, is there anything on your list right now that you want to do before we have kids? Or because we're already trying, you've kind of already been like, oh, well, anything we want to do, we can do with kids. Yeah. Yeah. I'm more like that now. I don't, I don't, I wouldn't even try to put a little list together. I don't know why I did that. Well, probably because... Probably because my baby fever was so high. Was you were like, I need to put a block on this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was right after we got engaged, right? Yeah, I feel like I had baby fever probably even before that. No, you but did. Once You've we always got, had baby fever. Once we got engaged, it probably just ramped up. It probably scared me. God damn it. We're... Because there's like little milestones in life, right? You get engaged and you get married and then you have kids and whatever. Mm-hmm. And I was probably like, oh, damn, we're like almost to the kids step now. <laughs> you, I got to slow this down a little bit. You're probably like, okay, well, I want a long engagement. Yeah. I want to be married for a year. That was another one. I want to be rich like Captain America. I want to be a multi-millionaire. <laughs> Basically. But, I mean, I think that's okay because, you know, I feel like everybody, even if they don't admit it, has certain things that they that they think they want to do before they have kids. Like, well, I'd like to have the job making more money. I mean, it certainly wouldn't, it would certainly help having, you know, a, lot, a little more money always. But that would help with no matter what you want to do in life. Yeah. It doesn't really strictly apply to just our dogs kids. can have even a nicer life than they do right now <laughs> yeah. which if you hear arthur snoring in the background that's what that is we're not sleeping arthur our dog is snoring yeah i got one i got the puppy in my lap and then arthur's on the floor right underneath Phyllis's <laughs> chair sleeping on his little toy of course he is but yeah i think like having you know, a higher paying job or having like our owning our own home somewhere. We have our own property. Um, that would all help, but it's definitely not like a prerequisite. Yeah. Not a requirement. A yeah. We, we do just fine right now. And then we can have our goats and our bees and yeah. our ducks. You'll have pond. to start a, a new podcast once that happens. <laughs> talking about the farm life. Once. <laughs> Farm life. With either a bunch of kids running around or a bunch of pugs running around. I know. We'll have all the pugs. Yeah. Do you think having the puppies, the pug puppies, do you think that... So do you think that having the dogs and getting a new puppy, because we just got a puppy, Frankie's only... How many months is she? A month and a half. She is a lot older than a month and a half, babe. She was... Eight weeks when we got her, and that was like the end of December. So that puts her being born in what September? Well, she was younger than what they said she was, so she's probably like three months old, a little more than three months. Because that would be if she was born in December. Four months. I think she's probably five months old now. Yeah. 
whatever her birthday is. So do you think that having a puppy has helped with the baby fever? It definitely paused me for a hot second. I'm not yeah. going to lie. I hurt my hand and I had stitches and I was mm-hmm. one-handed and then we had a puppy. And I was like, oh, my gosh. If I can't handle this, then how am I supposed to yeah. handle having a baby? And also the puppy got a little thing on her nose and we had to... She had a little cyst on her nose, and she had a cone for the next couple of days. So that weeks. Yeah, having the puppy in your hand injury that kind of took up a lot of mental space. I know. I was like, in oh, really? Ooh, I was like, oh man, I'm really glad that she's. I don't have a baby, and I'm not trying to juggle all of this <laughs> because then you were gone. I think. Yeah. Even and I was by myself, and it just. And you're working so many hours. We were working a lot more hours than we thought you would be. Yeah, I know. It makes a big difference. Yeah. So what advice would you give past you? And what question would you ask future you if you could? It's like if you could go back and talk to yourself before we started trying, Mm. what would you tell yourself? Basically what I was saying at the beginning of this podcast, which was, you know, if you, I'd say to get more involved with, I would say, okay, Alyssa's gonna, you guys are gonna have some trouble. And Alyssa's gonna start really doing some research and she's gonna have this app that's gonna read out all this information and it's gonna be complicated and confusing and you're not gonna wanna have anything to do with it, but you need to, you need to really get involved with it and really try to understand and be on the same page because that's probably the best way to, you know, comfort Alyssa and be with her. And if you guys, if you're on the same page, you can kind of understand. I could have done better with that, with kind of being on your level with it. I could have put more effort into that. I kind of feel like that was your coping mechanism though, was not putting as much effort, mm-hmm. helped you distance yourself from like being emotional about it. Yeah, but um cuz I kind of always figured that we would have problems like that's why I was always telling you like well you never know how long it could take. It could take 6 months, it could take a year. Yeah. Like where do you really want to see yourself? And I guess I I was I thought that it was going to take a while, but at the same time I still thought it was possible and then when I started getting all this data that was telling me like oh you're not ovulating and then I was like well then it's not possible at that point so that kind of just took the wind out of my sails and the hope out of me yeah do you did you think any of that was real or were you kind of like skeptical like oh you're putting all your faith in this one device this one app i don't really well i mean that that's why i say that i got more involved with it but it wasn't just the obvious sense that you did right Mm-mm. you did multiple and you were kind it was of like this whatever those p tests are yeah so you were kind I of getting the same stress. result you know through different different things you were trying so yeah. i believed you i mean but still i would just tell myself to get involved with it and try to understand it for my future self how far in the future are we talking well anything so like what would you ask future you so like i used to do this thing this is where this question comes from 
is when I was like, I think I was like 14 or something. Mm-hmm. Um, the church that I was going to had a little pro, like a little activity that they did. And they said, write yourself a letter mm-hmm. for your 18th birthday to open. And what I did was anytime I was upset or something was going on with me, then I wrote myself a letter for when I was 18 and I'd ask all kinds of questions. I'd be like, oh, are you um, still upset about this? I think my biggest insecurity was my weight. So I used to always be like, oh, did you lose weight yet? Mm. (laughs) Did you find? And then when I turned 18, I read all these letters and. I think that's a hard question. I've never thought about it before. You've never been like, oh, I would love to ask myself. Like, in the, if I could go to the future and be like, so did we get a house? Did we ever move to Oregon? Did we like living in Oregon? Is it worth well, having all these dreams? Like, that's, well, that, what that's I why think it's that a hard question. Like yeah, I'd, I'd ask. Well, I think I'd be like, are you still at that same stupid company? Um, <laughs> still working the same job. That'd be my first, my first question. I might not even want to ask that because I might not want to know the answer to it. <laughs> but yeah, I'd ask if obviously if we ever um, had kids. If everything was worth it. Maybe. Yeah. No, I'd probably ask for some advice too because what I have thought about like quite often is things I would tell my past self. Mm-hmm. So I think the smartest thing would probably to ask my future self for advice. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, well, what, what should I do differently? Alyssa's acting crazy again. What have you found that works? <laughs> what um, helps you? you figured the secret out. <laughs> A wise one. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I'll, I'd probably ask, ask advice. Probably the smartest thing to do. <laughs> and if we moved to Oregon or not, or if we moved at all, I've got a house yet. Do I still drive that Subaru? Do we have any more pugs? How's the podcast going? <laughs> Is it super successful? You got a million and one followers. How many ducks do I have? Do I have a duck pond? Do I have an animal farm yet? <laughs> yeah. I think I to be like completely honest, I think I would ask it, was it all worth it? Um like was everything worth it? Was all the struggles that you went through? worth it to be where you are right now like just to get that uplifting hopefully my future self would be like yes it's worth it (laughs) it's worth it keep going like keep on the path that you're on and um everything that you get out of it will be worth it yeah that's kind of my hope hopefully they they steer you in a good direction (laughs) it could be like but, so, did they any ever do anything with the Wanda Vision? <laughs> did we ever get to find out? <laughs> yeah. I think I did that once. I I was obsessed with Twilight back in that time, and I mm. swear I'm pretty sure I wrote a lo- a letter saying like, "Did Bella end up with Edward in the end?" Jeez. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I was hashtag team Edward (laughs) all the way. I was like Jacob. Really? Yeah. My mom and sister were huge Twilight fans. They read all the books, and so we all had to go watch all the movies. Well, I knew you were a Twilight fan because when we first met, you made some jokes about some vampires, so I knew you were a Twilight fan. 
<laughs> I wouldn't say I'm a Twilight fan. Mm-hmm. But... You know you were a Twihard. <laughs> Jeez. So is there anything that you haven't talked about that you want to talk about? Since we are doing a podcast, I think it would make sense to, you know, share some advice, I guess, for men that are going through this right now as well. Um, I don't know if it's good advice or not. I'm just saying this because I think it would have helped me out. But just try to get yourself involved and educate yourself on the subject. Because for me, that the less questions you have about something and the more you understand something, you, you kind of feel a little better about it. So if you if anyone out there is going through the same kind of problems, just try to educate yourself on it and obviously stay positive. Have a good attitude about it. Um, and if you're in our shoes, like we we still we still don't know for a fact yet what's wrong or if there's anything wrong. I mean, we know there's something wrong, obviously, but we don't we haven't had any doctor's visits. We have confirmation. Yeah, there's nothing's been confirmed yet. So um, there's no reason for us to get super down right now. So just just stay positive. Just do your best to uh you know, get informed. There is actually one thing I forgot to talk to you about. Um, when we came out to our families about the struggles, do you feel like that helped? Or did mm. it make you feel better? Did it help you to talk to people about it? Like, did you talk to your guy friends or telling your parents or any of that? It does feel a little better. I mean, not, not everybody knows in our family. But like my my dad knows and Marilyn mm-hmm. and your parents know. Your parents. My yeah, our, our parents know. Um, Cause yeah, it does. It's a little hard when you know you get to a certain age and your your family starts asking you like, when are we having kids? Why don't you guys have kids yet? And you're getting older. We want grandbabies. And you kind of just laugh it off because you don't really want to say that we're having problems. So shut your mouth mm-hmm. <laughs> i don't want to talk about this right now thanksgiving dinner we have we have come out to a few probably most of our family actually the family we talk to mm-hmm. they all know about it and it, it settles things down you know obviously because they don't bring it up but also um there's people in our family that have kind of gone through the same thing and it's it is a common issue mm-hmm. like there's a lot of people that have um fertility infertility issues so it's not like it's a very rare thing that's unheard of and a lot of people aren't going to understand a lot of people are going to understand for in our situation it helped a lot and i'm glad that we we did come out and and share it you feel the same way you feel like it was yeah i feel like it made a big difference um the hardest thing for me the whole time was just the oh when are you gonna have kids like mm-hmm. uh, oh you're next or yeah. like when you hear that I, all the time when are you gonna give me grandbabies when are like all those questions I think especially when we were in the deep dark pits of it and we were like re- I was really obsessed and like upset about everything that just being asked a question like that sent me like on a spiral yeah. where like, you know, like I would go to the bathroom and then I'd be texting you like, hey, I'm crying in the bathroom. Like, mm. just 
this is so hard. Like, I, I, I definitely think that that really helped being yeah. honest and open. And then having this podcast has really helped, like, opening up and telling these stories and having a community to share everything with. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's great you guys started this podcast. Thanks, um, babe. I didn't know that it was, like, a, a major majorly common issue too. I didn't I didn't know that until recently. So it's it's a really, really good thing you guys started this and you know, let other people know that it's it's normal and kinda of get their you know, people get to listen in and yeah, I think it's really cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well thanks for doing this with me, babe. I really appreciate you sitting down and talking about it because I know it's not easy and I know that it is like a it's a personal topic to talk about, to talk about stuff like this. So I yeah. really appreciate you opening up and hopefully this helps mm-hmm. other partners, you know, get to hear yeah. a partner's perspective and have an idea of how it could affect them. Yeah, yeah no problem. I think, um, I think it was fun. Thanks for having me on. <laughs> I love you. I love you too. Thanks for listening to our podcast. As always, give us a rating, review, and subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. Follow us at Instagram at Life's Fertile Questions Podcast. (laughs) 